Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Unsolicited Advice with Charlie and Bryson. As always, I am Bryson. With me today, I have the one, I have the only, it is his podcast today. I'm Charlie. Charlie, you're right. Bryce, we have football coming up this week. Yes, we do. Thursday is quickly approaching, Charlie. Hall of Fame game. Cannot wait. And when I say football, I kind of use that term loosely to describe the preseason and especially the Hall of Fame game. But um, but it's here. It, yeah. it, there is watchable football that's not, that is related to the NFL. I will watch the entire thing. I'll watch it. Oh, I'm sure. 100% going to watch it. Yeah. Um, would I watch it on replay? No, absolutely not. But, like, would I go back and watch it? No, probably not either. Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne are not playing in it. Oh, I mean, I figured. It's right. going to be all backups, 100%. Yep. Yep. But the fact that it's NFL football. Exactly. That's the key that, here. That's the kicker. Uh, Bryce. Charlie. We've got a lot to talk about. We news do. and whatever. So yeah. uh, let's talk some football. Let's do it. Cheers. Cheers. Mm-mm. Okie dokes. Before we get into it, you know what I want to do one time? Tell me. I want to hear our listeners give their best interpretation of our intro. Like an impression? Yeah. That, yeah. I That would be awesome. That would be funny. I It would be awesome. We'll have to do that one time. Maybe, may, may, maybe a week. I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But I would love to hear our listeners' interpretations of the intro. I well, think it would be hilarious. We should have them do it the week before week one, and we can. it'll be a welcome back video. That is great, and we'll put them all together on a mashup? Yeah. That's a great idea. All right, cool. That's a great That's, idea. Y'all get y'all get to practice it. Yeah, start practicing now. I cannot wait. It's going to be a blast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's going to be awesome. All right. Charlie, we're doing the West today. We are. AFC and NFC. Are you ready? I'm going to grill yeah. you, buddy. I'm going to freaking grill you. All I'm going right. to let you have it. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to let you have it. Go ahead. So you told me earlier that you don't have a you don't have a spiel like I did for the Niners. Correct. Okay, so you're just going to you're just going to let me fire off questions at you? Yeah, I've got a couple of thoughts and then I'll Can let I hook you, you up to a lie detector and you, see what's bullshit and what's not. I feel like that's the only fair way to get anything. When I'm talking about the Niners, right out of you. Um it's all from the heart, so, mm-hmm. so <laughs> yeah. you know. That doesn't uh, mean it's true or not. That <laughs> it's honest that I'm, I'm I honestly believe all of it. How about that? Okay, all right. Um, let's talk some news real quick. Let's do it. So, uh, DK Metcalf signed his deal. Uh, Debo signed his deal. What are those numbers? Basically, the same deal, Charlie. They both got three-year deals. Seventy-one and seventy-two million dollars total, um, and they both Debo got, got seventy-two. Debo got seventy-one. DK got seventy-two. Okay, but both are guaranteed fifty-eight mil, basically over the course of the three years, and their extensions on their rookie contracts. So technically, neither one of them will truly get paid until they won't see their annual numbers start going up until about twenty twenty-four. Well, this class has all been paid from this. Yeah, yeah. AJ Brown. Yep. Um, Terry McLaurin. Yep. DK. Um, DK. Debo. DJ. DJ. DJ That's Moore. Right. That's right. DK. He was this class. Yeah. Yep. So he was the the lone first rounder of yeah. this group. 
Or was Terry... No, A.J. Brown was first-rounder, wasn't he? Yes, yes, he was. Yeah, because he was drafted before DK. That's yeah. right. Okay. That's crazy, though. Yeah. And yeah. all of them were great. And you know what's crazy? Three years from now, I think we're going to have the same conversation with this year's rookie uh, wide receiver class. Very possibly. Yep. I was thinking about that today, Charlie. It's a really talented group. Yep. It's like, I mean, it's kind of just the way football's going recently. But, like, it just seems... And it's not every year. It's not every year. But every couple of years, there's really there's a special group of wide receivers. And it's more and more frequent. It feels like now that we're getting into more of an age in the NFL where it's pass-friendly. But holy smokes. I, I just, again, thinking about it when I was doing our write-ups on all this stuff, I just kept thinking, I'm like, this is a really, really talented group. Like, if you do dynasty leagues, this is a prime-time freshman class of wide receivers to pick from and i don't think i don't think there's many that you can pick incorrectly here hopefully not yeah um one thing i want to add about the debo deal because there was all the talk all summer about how his role is like him not wanting to be a running back well there are pretty decent incentives it's like up to a million right uh one and a half million if he gets like 350 rushing yards and six rushing touchdowns so he has to get the combination of the two for the full one and a half million, right? But each one has its own uh, amount. Oh, 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 so oh, like, oh! I was gonna say the three hundred fifty rushing yards. That seems pretty easy for him. Yeah, is it not? Sure. I mean, how many rush? I wonder how many rushing yards he had last year. Um, probably around there. But if you up. think about it, I think he, yeah, like I think between three and four hundred. I think he had six rushing touchdowns. So I think, but that was they started using him that way maybe week 10, 11, 12. And a lot of that yardage and touchdowns were in the playoffs. So, um, you know, that's a full year. It's like, hey, we're not going to overdo it. But, you know, we need you to be part of the game plan that way. So I thought that was interesting. That is I was, interesting. I was happy to see that, really. Yeah. Um, so he had 77 receptions last year. Stats. Yep. 77 receptions, 121 targets for 1,400 yards. He had six touchdowns receiving. Um, oh, maybe that's see. what it was. Um, he had 59 attempts rushing, 365 yards rushing, yep. and eight touchdowns okay, rushing. rushing. Yeah. So he had six touchdowns receiving, eight touchdowns rushing. Okay. And that's just in the regular season. Yep. So that's it. I mean, it's obviously impressive, but yep. uh, I don't blame him for I don't blame him or his um, agent for working those things in. I yep. mean, again, it's like if you're going to get used and abused like that, you might as well make your money while you can. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Um, oh, yeah, and we should just update that they took the homework clause out of Kyler Murray's contract. They did. They did. They said it was causing a huge distraction, if you're not aware what we're talking about. So Kyler Murray signed a massive contract extension that we talked about in the last podcast. Um, ma- massive, massive deal. I think we said, what was it, 160 mil guaranteed? 200. Oh, guaranteed. Total, yes. totally, yeah. like made, made 230 mil. Yeah. Total guarantee, I think it was like 160. But in there is that homework clause, I think. And I don't remember if we talked about it in the last podcast. We, did. we definitely did. Okay. All right. But yeah, they removed it. And so now, like, there was a lot of stipulation about it and, you know, arguing about black quarterbacks and their work ethic and things like that. And several premier black quarterbacks had things to say about it. But it, interesting. It just makes the organization, I think, look worse. That they took it out. Yeah. 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 Yep. And I think it makes Kyler look a little worse, too. Yep. Yeah. 
So he, but he got his way. He got to say four hours a week. Yeah, <laughs> gaming. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, elephant in the room. Yeah, let's do it. Deshaun Watson got a six-game suspension. Mm-hmm. Um. So that was on Monday. We are recording on Tuesday. The NFL has until probably Thursday morning. Um, it's a three. They have three days to appeal, and I'm assuming that's a full 72 hours. So that uh, ruling came out Monday morning. So I'm guessing they have until Thursday morning to appeal. What's interesting about that? Um, so b- besides what, how you feel about the six games or not, um, if the NFL appeals. Roger Goodell becomes the decision maker. So he will be the judge, the jury, and the executioner, if you will. So that puts him in a precarious spot. You know, the, the reason why... the see, So when they did the um, most recent collective bargaining agreement, they wanted to take that power out of Roger Goodell's hands, which is why they got an independent arbiter. So... This is the first time they've used it for something like this. Uh, but now, if the NFL appeals, it appeals to Roger Goodell. And Roger Goodell could be his... I mean, he could say, you know what? No, it's going to be a full season. Yeah. He, he, that could happen. Um, here's what's interesting about if the NFL were to appeal. Say they or overturn the ruling and they, they add more games to it. Well, then at that point, Deshaun Watson and his and the players' union, they will probably sue the NFL. All right? Yep. So if they sue the NFL, then they would probably get a what's called a TRO, a temporary restraining order, on the decision, which would then make him eligible for week one. Jesus. So if the NFL does appeal and they change the ruling boom expect a lawsuit boom expect deshaun watson being out there week one good grief so there's just from the nfl's point of view obviously they're worried about optics this does not look good no matter what it absolutely doesn't yeah the nfl asked for an indefinite suspension which is what they should have done that or that is what they should have wanted for this they went through the process with an independent arbiter who you know so actually they only used there was only four cases that were used as evidence because those were the only four cases with hard evidence that they could actually use the nfl tried to bring in additional cases as evidence but Sue L. Robinson said, no, these are media reports. This is not actual evidence. If you want to introduce more cases, you need to bring more evidence. So all of these, all this, the six-game suspension is based on four cases. Um, the minimum suspension in the NFL for sexual assault, for one count of sexual assault, is six games. So this is four cases of obviously not quite the level of sexual assault. Um, I think Sue L. Robinson did use that word. There was sexual assault, nonviolent. So I don't know if there was, if that's what changes it. Um, So there's, you know, still a lot to unpack, but I just wanted to throw out those other scenarios. Um, 
and the the reality is we have a football ca- podcast that is football relevant. And if six games holds up, and that's what ends up, he plays week seven. Um, I I want to change my Browns record because if he's in there starting week seven, it's very possible his team could go to the playoffs. Yeah, and I, I, I agree. And he becomes fantasy relevant. Yeah. So I'm I the only reason why I'm kind of uh, butting you up here is. So I pulled up the conclusion from mm-hmm. the judge. Judge okay. Sue Robinson yep. pulled up uh, or basically wrote a statement. Um, so the announcement came out early, what was it, Monday morning? Monday morning. Um, around 8.30. And then with that, uh, Judge Sue Robinson put out um, a statement, essentially, a written statement about what her proceedings are and what she, um, her suspension she thought would be and how she came to that conclusion. So... Just for, and I know we we're, we got to get moving on to these things, but I feel like this is something important for our listeners to hear. So here's what our conclusion states in full. The NFL may be a forward-facing organization, but it is not necessarily a forward-looking one. Just as the NFL responded to the violent conduct after a public outcry, so it seems the NFL is responding to yet another public outcry about Mr. Watson's conduct. At least in the former situation, the policy was changed and applied proactively. Here, the NFL is attempting to impose a more dramatic shift in its culture without the benefit of fair notice to and consistency of consequence for those in the NFL subject to the policy. So clearly stating there, the NFL has not done a good job in the past of disciplining others so therefore, it is not fair to discipline Deshaun Watson based off of that same outcome. Which, spoken like a true judge, exactly. I, in the in the terms of law, I I can understand that. Yep. Right. So here she wrote three bullet points here at the bottom. So it says, looking for uh, looking at the record when compared to relevant precedent, and looking forward to how this disciplinary determination might be used in the future, I find the most appropriate landing place to be as follows. Mr. Watson is hereby suspended for six regular season games without pay. Necessarily, uh, it doesn't matter that he's getting suspended without pay. His base pay is basically just above the rookie or the league minimum. For this year, He yeah. got oh. all of his money in a signing bonus. So he already oh, yeah. got paid $15 million last week because of his signing bonus. He has three more or two more days of $15 more million dollars dropping into his count. So without pay, doesn't right. matter or anything. Although this is the most significant punishment ever imposed on an NFL player for allegations of nonviolent sexual conduct, Mr. Watson's pattern of conduct is more egregious than any before reviewed by the NFL. Basically saying there wasn't precedent for this. Right. Okay. And therefore, Continue. there is an issue in determining the discipline for it. Right. Second bullet point. Recognizing that the only discipline mentioned in the CBA is a fine or suspension, which she then annotates at the bottom, uh, just going back into basically the CBA, which the NFL pulled from its online database uh, earlier this week after the decision came out. I nevertheless believe it appropriate for Mr. Watson to limit his massage therapy to club-directed sessions and club-approved massage therapists for the duration of his career, and so impose this mandate as a condition to his reinstatement. I feel like that goes without saying at this point. Yes. 
Lastly, Mr. Watson is to have no adverse involvement with law enforcement and must not commit any additional violations of the policy. Maybe we should just get him a Theragun or something. End of conclusion. You would think that would be a lot easier right. at this point. Yep. But, yeah, maybe he might find a way to do some weird stuff with that as well. That's true. So Kind of like a, well, anyways. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, like, obviously, a lot to unpack there. Charlie and I are... Obviously, we're not. We're gonna. I. I was not comfortable. I still am not truly comfortable talking about this. Charlie had to convince me a good bit, and, and he's right. It's it's relevant, unfortunately, and it's something that obviously goes with the NFL. Um, I I don't know what really to say. Um, the NFL is stuck between a rock and a hard place, and once again, Roger Goodell looks like an absolute idiot. Looks like an absolute. Roger but, Goodell and the NFL look like bums. Well. This cannot be put on just the NFL, though, because this was Judge Sue L. Robinson's decision. So this was what was collectively bargained in order to get an independent arbiter involved in these cases. So I don't think it's fair to put it on the NFL. That's just that's blaming the NFL for agreeing in the collective bargaining agreement. Right. So now, though... But meanwhile, now, Calvin Ridley is serving a full-year suspension for placing one bet of $1,500 on a game that he played right, in. Right, right. So it's like, where where are we with the disciplinary actions? Calvin Ridley places a bet of $1,500, which is a drop in the bucket for him, and he gets a full-year suspension. Deshaun Watson, 23 allegations of sexual misconduct and six games. Yep. So it's like there's been plenty of memes and and just absolute drudging of the NFL, and they deserve it at this point. Um, it, it is it, it's unfair to lump everyone in the NFL into this situation. But once again, it's like if this happened anywhere else in the real world, things should be and would have been done more than this. I would. Hope. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I would hope. Absolutely. Uh, and that's where it's like the NFL is obviously in the limelight and continues to just fall flat on its face when it comes to things like this. So. Yep. The, there's going to need to be radical change moving forward. It's unfortunate. This is where we're at with it. I mean, I, I still think it's possible that Roger Goodell says, nope, year suspension. Maybe the lawsuit happens. Maybe. But. I, yeah. It's hard to know where it's going to go from here. Um, but, you know, all we can do is talk about what has happened, and that's Sean Watson's six-game suspension. And like you said, Charlie, if, if if that is how it goes and Deshaun Watson comes back after week six, that that team's got a pretty strong case for making the playoffs. I agree. Yep. And so we'll we'll have to see what happens from here. Yep. So, all right, Chuck, let's move on here. I do want to cover the last two things. So, Orlando Brown, the left tackle for the Chiefs, uh, did return to um, practice today. He signed his franchise tag, which is $16 million guaranteed. Um, He was offered six years, $139 million, and turned it down. Um, He says that there was not enough guaranteed money, which makes me think he's probably trying to go for Trent Williams kind of money. Um, or better Trent Williams. Let me just say, he's not even close to as good as Trent Williams. He's not, a, I, I really truly believe, he's probably not a top five left tackle. He, the problem is, I think, he didn't know his worth. They slapped him with the tag, which says, 
top five left tackle or top three left tackle. Yeah. That's you get an average of the top three left tackles. Boom, they gave him his worth and then he wants more. I truthfully believe that's kind of what happened. Because he's not that he, he, I mean, no, let me get he is a very good left tackle. Yeah. And who he is protecting is incredibly important. Yes. If he was protecting Daniel Jones, this is not a conversation. Right. So, right. you know, he's the best guy on their team to protect him, but he, he's not Trent Williams good. So, you know, we'll see where it goes from here. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's good. For, it's great for the Chiefs that he's back in practice and he's playing this year. Yes, exactly. So definitely an eye to keep, uh, keep an eye on it moving forward. Uh, Charlie, other than that, going into, like, we'll talk about it with our divisions, but Tim Patrick, um, the third wide receiver, had the most red zone targets and touchdowns for the Broncos last year. Goes down with an ACL, done for the year today. Uh, Really unfortunate between him, Cortland Sutton, and Jerry Judy, that would have been a really dynamic trio of wide receivers for Russ. Uh, so I know we'll get into it a little bit when we go into the divisions, but that's a big, big loss for the Broncos. Um, yep. And, and we'll, we'll obviously address that further as we get towards that team. Last bit of news. Uh, today, this is another kind of bombshell. The NFL concluded its investigation into Stephen Ross, the owner and president of the Miami Dolphins, and found him guilty of tampering. And some of the words, so uh, the NFL released a statement and said something along the lines of, like the most egregious tampering, the most uh, like brazen evidence of tampering that we've ever seen. And mainly, but, but they also said did did not tank. And they completely negated Brian Flores's allegations as far as um, offering him money to win. Well, what they said was that they he, that Stephen Ross had said that in jest. Yeah. So obviously like he joke. did. Yeah, he did say it. Right. And maybe Flores took it more seriously. Whatever. But what they uh, the tampering confirms a rumor from the off season. So they have been in talks with Tom Brady since he was in New England. Miami did. Yeah. Yeah. And. Um, when they weren't allowed to, right? Um, while he was still under contract, and also with Sean Payton. So the rumor that Tom Brady retired to go to Miami and sh- meet up with Sean Payton there sounds like that was pretty true. It sounds that like that was accurate. a thing they were really working towards. Yeah. <laughs> um, whether they did illegally or not. Um, but yeah, so. Stephen Ross is fined one and a half million dollars. He's suspended until October seventeenth, and they had to surrender their first round pick for next year and their third round pick for the following year. Those are, that's, I mean, giving up a first round pick—that's no joke, right? I mean, that's no joke. I know they've had like fourteen first round picks in the past three years, but I mean, that's that's a big deal. Yeah. All right, buddy. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right, Charlie. We're going to start with the NFC West. Charlie, we're going to address We're going to address probably the worst team in the NFC West. We're going to address the San Francisco 49ers first. <laughs> I'm kidding. But we are going to talk about Seattle Seahawks first. Okay. Um so Charlie, Seahawks obviously have 
Gino or uh, Locke as quarterback. Yep. Still unsure which one is going to play out. Um, everything I've heard might lean towards Gino, but they they say they like Drew Locke, so I, I really have no idea. They're saying all the right things. Their running backs are Kenneth Walker the third. They drafted him in the third round, running back out of Michigan State, good power runner. They also have Rashad Penny that they re-signed to a deal this year, and who came on strong last year. He did. He had a good uh, good last couple of games. Uh, was relatively fantasy relevant there towards the end too. Yep. Um, obviously, they have DK Metcalf. Um, they have Marquise Goodwin, Noah Fant, Tyler Lockett. Um, you know, Charlie, I, they, they did some things with the draft. They got their left tackle of the future. They got Charles Cross from Mississippi state. They obviously got Kenneth Walker, the third, who will be good towards that running back room since Seattle obviously loves to run the ball. Uh, and they got Boye Mafe. Um, I don't know, Charlie, like. They lost Bobby Wagner. Yeah, lost Bobby Wagner. So obviously, obviously they they lost Russell. So this is the post Russell era, Charlie, mm-hmm. and we'll see. Like what what is? I, let's start with this, Charlie. Who's who's first? Who's quarterback week one? <laughs> Gino or Drew Locke? Jimmy G. If you had to pick one of the two, Gino or Drew Locke? I would have to imagine Gino because he's actually put some good stuff on film. Uh, more, good more stuff, recently, but yes, yeah, more recently. Okay, for right. Seattle. Do you think Seattle is a legitimate contender for Jimmy G? Uh, I have to imagine so. Yeah, their quarterback room is atrocious. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I mean, I would rather have. Um, but do does Seattle Davis Mills? Would you? Yeah. Then either of these two. Yeah, I would rather have Davis Mills. Ugh, yikes. That's like bad. truthfully, that's how I feel about these two. Yeah. Um, so I guess, I guess my question is what I'm why I asked the question is because I'm kind of leading into this. Is there John Schneider is a great he's always known around the lead as, as a great NFL GM. Does he see this as a rebuild? Yes, absolutely. I mean, are they going that's for that's why they got are a they left going tackle. for a top five pick? Like do, do they are they leaning are into they like this? Stephen Ross? That's what like are they gonna lean into the rebuild here? Um, I don't think so. Because if you That's are... Not, Pete Carroll... No. I don't see Pete Carroll like... I No. I don't think so. I think they they will be competitive because of Pete Carroll. I, I mean, they're I always that. competitive. But right. like... Some teams aren't. This team... During a rebuild. Yeah, but this team is... I, I don't know how competitive this team will truly be. Right. I, and I look at This team their, is bad. This team, I, don't know I mean, you, this is not a good team. Their schedule is... Brutal. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't think they will need to lean in... It'll just happen. They're gonna have a top think? five pick next year. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I told you, I have them as one of the top three te- top three worst teams in the league. Yeah, top next three year. picks next year. Yeah, I, I mean, I just like what what do you think are realistic expectations for the Seahawks this year? Um, if they have some sort of, if they have a belief in Drew Locke, maybe they just want to try to work on developing him. I know it's of tough time to do that one but he's got weapons i mean you got dk metcalf i actually you like the running Tyler back Lockett. room um you got noah fant now came noah over fant, in the broncos right. trade i mean he does have weapons uh he had that in denver though yeah and yeah arguably and he had a better line in denver yeah so that's why I'm, I'm worried about a lot of different places i mean the defense 
is tough. I mean, Jamal Adams is probably the best piece on that defense at this point. He's and both, he's not that good, in he, my opinion. I, I don't. I you know I wasn't going to say it, but right. um, yeah, I I just think he's a great. He's a good in the box safety, but he's not great in coverage. And teams are just going to sling it all over you. They lost. Um, they lost Diggs. Yep. Um, to I think Buffalo. I can't remember. I literally looked at it earlier. I can't remember. They lost their best cornerback basically yep. to free agency. Yep. And they've signed some piecemeal parts, but I I just like. When I look at this team, Charlie, and I look at like what they did in free agency, which is essentially nothing, I just can't help but think like they're leaning into it. Like I just I don't know I don't if you're a Seahawks fan, I don't know realistically what you're what you expect to get out of this year. It feels like a wasted year of your best wide receiver at that point, right? Yeah. I mean, Charlie, I like I don't I don't know much more to say about this team, but like what what do you have this team going? And any any last thoughts here? Um, I have them at four and thirteen. I I have the same exact thing. And that's I actually was gonna go, like I was gonna be generous until I looked at the schedule and I was like, the fourth game there, that's a tough win that yeah. I gave them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's brutal. It's I mean they have a they have a schedule kind of like the Broncos have a schedule, but the Broncos are more suited to take on that kind of schedule. Right. Not not the Seahawks. Not at the Seahawks. Nah. So, yeah, Charlie, both we both have them four and thirteen. Yeah. Any other thoughts here? Um, it, Would I, you still? I, I think the main question of fantasy. We'll end on a fantasy question: Is DK Metcalf like? Are you still taking him as a? Where are you taking him in a fantasy draft? I should say. What, I'll get. I'll get to it in my in my top four. Okay, but give it to me. Like, where where do you think he he should be taken in a fantasy draft this year? He's not a wide receiver one. He's probably a low end wide receiver two. A lot of te- a lot of fantasy experts have him as a boom or bust guy this year, just because yeah. of how bad this okay. offense is going to be. I think though, what will be very important to them is getting the ball in their playmakers' hands, and they have a good running back room. Here's my final thoughts: They have a good running back room. Lean on your running backs. Do short passing game to get the ball in your playmakers' hands. Don't let Drew Locke or Geno Smith throw the ball a ton. Let's see what happens. Okay. All right. But there are there are playmakers that catch the ball there. So Yeah, I mean Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, like both of Noah Fan, those are guys that you can rely on, lean on. I, Seattle's never been good about incorporating a, a tight end, so I just I don't I don't personally see that. But I, I'm more interested in like what can I get out of this handcuff here between Kenneth Walker and Rashad Penny? Uh, yeah, I think there's f- fantasy relevance there for sure. I, I think in deeper leagues, maybe 12-team leagues, you might be able to get some solid play out of either one of those guys on a given week, but we'll see. All right, Charlie, let's move on to the Los Angeles Rams. They are led by the one and only Matthew Stafford, Super Bowl-winning Matthew Stafford. Uh, also, Super Bowl MVP Cooper Cup. They picked up Allen Robinson the third in free agency. Uh, they also have Van Jefferson. Um, they have in the backfield. They have Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers. Cam Akers is finally coming back healthy. Uh, and they have Tyler Higby as the tight end. Charlie, obviously, they mentioned earlier that they the Rams got Bobby Wagner. They did re-sign Joe Noteboom to replace Andrew Whitworth as the left tackle. 
to protect Matt Stafford. That is a good signing for them. But, Charlie, I think the biggest free agency here, you could argue Bobby Wagner just because I feel like the Rams' linebacker core was not great last year. Um, but I think the biggest guy who's going to have an impact here is Allen Robinson. Am I right? Um, Sure. Okay. You think someone else? I think Bobby Wagner will have more of an impact than Allen Robinson. I, okay. I could get that. I could get that. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, but here's the thing. I think this is Allen Robinson's chance to finally be with a great quarterback. Yeah. And really shine. He really does have a great opportunity here. And I, I expect him to make good on it. I don't know that he's like top 10 fantasy-wise. I don't think he needs to be, but I, I think he can be like like do you I, like my vision for them is like Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen kind of thing, where it's like one of them. I mean, they're both going to get production, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think you know either one. I think you could argue, obviously, one of them is purely Cooper Cup, still the wide receiver one here. Like yeah. I'm going for him 100 percent of the time in fantasy. Yeah, but yeah. I think you can get some really good wide receiver two numbers out of Allen Robinson and maybe even potentially wide receiver one numbers on a, on any given week. Okay. Um, Charlie, I, I guess... I respect your opinion. My my question here is, what's next for the Rams? Like, do you, do you think there's a chance for them to repeat? I mean, we obviously know how difficult it is to repeat as a Super Bowl champion in today's NFL. It's damn near impossible, but... If you're a Rams fan or, or obviously just an outsider looking into this division, what what do you expect from the Rams this year? How far how how far back can they get? I I do not think they got better this offseason. You don't. They I and I'm not saying they got like significantly worse, but I do not think they got better. Um Bobby Wagner is good for a hundred tackles, so that's very yeah. significant. Yeah. Allen Robinson is kind of like an unknown, but uh, he's he was about the only thing that ha- that looked good in a Bears uniform last year, and it wasn't that good. That's well, the thing. he had a rookie quarterback and a and a terrible offensive line. But he didn't start with a rookie quarterback. Started with Andy Dalton. So I, I'm just saying, um, I I really I do think that Allen Robinson is going to have a good year. I think he'll be productive. But I mean, we didn't mention who they've lost. Uh, they right. don't have OBJ. They don't have. Um, they lost Robert Woods. Right. Um, they've. They, do you think, and that's one of my questions here. Do you think they eventually will resign OBJ? Obviously, as we know, OBJ tore what was it? His ACL. It was his ACL. Uh, I thought so. I, he had already torn it. I thought. Maybe he didn't. No, oh, maybe it was a different knee. I think it was. His, I thought it was an ACL, right? Yeah. He tore it in sure. the NFC Championship game. No, he tore it in the Super Bowl. Oh. So he's we're looking at like week nine, ten for his return. Yeah, he's he's not coming back anytime soon. Right. Um. It, it might it, actually it might be later than that even. But so if they sign him, it's we're talking about for a playoff run. Right. Um. I was kind of thinking now, the Broncos might keep him on their radar. Um. But yeah, I, yeah, I don't believe that they and they lost Andrew Whitworth. I know Joe Noteboom's good signing, but um, overall, I think they just kind of stayed status quo, which they're Super Bowl champions. So. Right. Um, but I do think other teams in this division may, maybe got better. Yeah. I, I Every year after a Super Bowl, it's hard to stay healthy, right? 
Yep. I, I mean, your team knows that. My team knows that. Even the freaking Patriots know that, right? It's it's just it's difficult to stay healthy after making such a long run like that. So my question is, obviously, can they stay healthy? And that's an unknown throughout the year. Um, but, but also, also, it doesn't matter with the Rams. It, if they're if they lose someone, they're just going to go trade away their draft picks. And it worked. It, I, I'm not saying it's not a bad. Still plan. has worked. I right. mean, it got him a Super Bowl. Exactly. So obviously, so, so I mean that. I don't. They're not a team that's going to let injuries hamper them. Um, but either way, I I have them at twelve and five, which is what they finished last year. Okay, I believe. All right, I have them at ten and seven. Okay, I think they're going to. Obviously, I went I went with the Super Bowl slump. Obviously, this is still a very good team, and I think they'll probably get back to the playoffs. But they are not. It's just it's so difficult to do the same thing the next year. Right. So I see them being having some bumps in the road, but still being a, a contender for sure. Right. So. All right, Charlie. Anything else? Um. Again, another their defense I'm, is still top five in the league. So that that's always a great thing if you're trying to go to the Super Bowl. Right. So. Yeah. This division is a division of handcuffed running backs. So if you're looking for a solid RB1 or RB2, it, I don't think that's here. I it, think and I've got one in this division that's a solid RB1. And I don't know. Okay. I, I don't that's I fine. personally don't see it. I think you get more out of them as flex plays than you would a solid on RB1. Sure. Uh, maybe an RB2, I think you could get away with it, but yeah. it, to me it's just there's so much handcuffing here in this entire division. It, it's just hard to tell one way or another. So all right, twelve and five. I've got twelve and five. I got them in ten and seven. I All like right, you that. ready. I like that a lot better. Yes, I'm ready for the Cardinals. Okay, we are moving on to the Cardinals. That's what I had next. Perfect, Charlie. Let's go with Kyler Murray here. Obviously, leading the helm as we know. Um, DeAndre Hopkins uh, is their starting wide receiver, but he's uh, facing a six-game suspension to start the year for PEDs. Obviously, Charlie, they got the wide receiver Rondale Moore last year in the draft, who didn't do much last year. I bought high on him. I really thought he would be incorporated more. Uh, That didn't happen, but it does sound like that will happen this year, especially since they lost Christian Kirk to the Jaguars in free agency. Um, Charlie, they have Hollywood Brown as well, who's not going to catch a single pass all year long. Um, they have um, James Conner. They have A.J. Green, too. A.J. Green, Zach Ertz, uh, and I don't remember Williams. What's what's his name? What, who are you talking about? They're running back behind James Conner. I should have wrote it down. Mm. So, well, D. Williams, I wrote it. I should have wrote it down more. Um, so, Charlie, I, I, you know, I don't... I, I have no idea who you're talking about. Uh, yeah, I... Is, did they just get him? No, but like behind it was it's someone we've know, someone we know, but they're but low key, okay. super low key. Okay. Um, James Connors definitely RB one here. Yeah. Um, but he's not the pass catcher that they had with Kenyon Drake or Chase Edmonds. Exactly. So well, I thought he did a pretty good job of pat. He got a lot of red year. zone touches, which was awesome for fantasy, dude. I thought James Connor finished like RB two overall last year. With his touch, he had 18 touchdowns. He did. That's what I'm saying. He had so a that's lot. Why, that's why I've I, like I said he did I, not catch the ball a lot, and he didn't light it up yardage wise. But obviously, he had 
a ton of touchdowns. But and that's it just why seems got, like I when they, there's an RB one in this division. That's who I was talking enough. about. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. And I, and I again last year you could argue that he probably was. And this year I see them. I could see him utilizing him in the same way. It's like when they got into the red zone, he was their number one threat. It wasn't DeAndre Hopkins. It was James Conner. Yep. Getting him the ball in whatever way, form or fashion, and yep. just letting him bulldozer his way into it. And I do think there's something to be said for losing Chase Edmonds that it might hurt him yeah. a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, not that I think that Chase Edmonds is like an absolute stud or anything. Right. I mean... James Conner actually finished with more yards than he did last year. And he, he's got some injury bugs injured, here yeah, and there. there. He was injured a little bit. Right. So. I mean, both of them were. Yeah. Both yep, of them true, were. True. So uh, they went to Benjamin Eno, I think, uh, oh, later yeah. on. Oh, yeah. Benjamin Eno, yeah. yeah in the, later on in the year. So, I mean, you know, I think both of them are still solid. But, Charlie, I think the number one question here is, and there's two questions I truly have, but the number one question I have is, who's under more pressure this year? Is it Cliff or is it Kyler? Dude, this Ky- team needs to get to the playoffs. Yeah, right. Ky- oh, Kyler just signed a signed his contract. He's good. So, so you think Cliff. it's Cliff? It's Cliff. If what happens if this team doesn't get to the playoffs this year? Um, I, you're I, asking me. I think Cliff is probably gone. I would. Yeah, that's I'm what I'm curious, saying. What I'm curious about though is Steve Kime, their GM, because he's been a great GM in this league for a lot of years. What's his kind of deal? Um, I think depending on the if if they do like if they get less if they have a losing season, um, then I think Steve Kime's gone too. If they have a winning season, if they're if they fight for if they are like knocked out of the wild card in the last couple of weeks, maybe Cliff is safe, but. There has been progress year to year, even yeah. like just a few more yeah. wins, just a couple more wins, so that they got in the playoffs and they got in the playoffs. And uh, but this team is so predictable in the last couple of years between starting off super super red hot. Yeah, expect Kyler Murray to be, uh, and then they just fizzle out at the first end of the year. half MVP. Yeah, and then they just fizzle out, mm-hmm. and so it's it's super frustrating uh, for the entire team, but. And that, that's my question to you again is, do you see this team starting hot and fizzling out again? Like, is that is that is that a Cliff Kingsbury thing? Is that just who the Cardinals are? Um, it's, I think actually it's a, it's a Cliff thing from college even. Yeah. Um, but having said that, they're not going to be their best team until week seven with right. when D-Hop gets back. I kind of expect some of these... Why I think Rondale Moore, AJ Green, I think Hollywood Brown will be great daily plays in the first six weeks. Yeah, I think Rondale Moore is going to be a steal. I think I think they're going to use Rondale Moore almost like you would use like a Debo Samuel in that sense, where yeah. it's like you're going to just get him the ball in his hands at the end of the day. I don't think Rondale Moore is running between the tackles, but like no, yeah, getting but getting you know the what ball I mean, getting yep. getting runs uh, like outside zone runs mm-hmm. and and pitches and. And things like that. So right. I, I do agree. Like I, I just think they're gonna find ways to get him the ball. Um, I, I'm curious to see what you think. Like who, besides DeAndre, before DeAndre returns, who's the leading wide receiver here? Rondale Moore, Hollywood Brown, Zach Ertz. I kind of think AJ Hollywood Green. Brown. You think? Yeah. Because I think they, I, I think AJ Green probably fills the D Hop spot right away. 
And then it just seems like everyone else is going to do their thing and going to get incorporated right away. I think I think Kyler Murray Hollywood Brown connection could be special this year. Okay. So I I am but having said that, I do think AJ Green's going to be a solid play. Apparently he's in much better shape even. Um he had a his first healthy year in like 4 or 5 years. Yeah, right. right. Um so uh I I just heard an interview with him and he you know, I, it's I'm excited for AJ Green to get back to it. Um, what do you think Zach Ertz lies as far as the I Zach Ertz fa- fantasy wise as far as a tight end? Um, obviously not a tight end one because those are few and far between. Right, but I think a high end tight end too. You think so? One thing to think about. You think he's up there with like a Dallas Goddard kind of thing? Yeah, and the only problem, but it's I mean it's a good thing they added another weapon in the draft. Trey McBride, they drafted in the tight end. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think he was the best tight end in the draft. and They also re-signed Max Williams, who was breaking out before right, he they got, got Zach Ertz last year. So he got injured. They have a loaded tight end room, but right. I think Zach Ertz will be the go-to. Uh, but I, um, I, I think they can expect good things from Trey McBride, too. Okay. So, uh, and... You know, someone to keep your eye on maybe towards the latter half of the season. Um, maybe as a flex play, Trey McBride occasionally. So that's something I just wanted to throw out there. What What are your expectations? What's your season outlook for the Cardinals? I've got them at 10 and 7. Okay. So taking a step back. They were 11 and 6 last year. Okay. I had them at 11 and 6 again. Okay. Um, I, now, like, do they make the playoffs? I don't know. I, I really I don't know. I don't know that they start. The whole NFC West has a tougher schedule than they did last year. Yeah. I don't know that the Cardinals can start 8-0 again, especially with D-Hop missing. Right. The but, I, again, I just, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I, I, the Cardinals are really hard to me. Like, I, I feel like I know the Rams. Like, they're still a really good team, but... Obviously, coming off a Super Bowl, like we said, it, it's just difficult to do, and you're going to face a lot of injuries probably. But I, I don't know where the Cardinals go. Like I, I, I thought that the Rams aren't probably good enough to be second in this division, and the Cardinals could end up being last in this division. I uh, not not sorry, not beyond Seattle, but right. third for yeah. sure. Um, I just don't know where the Cliff and Kyler thing works out, and I, I this team was the hardest team for me to protect. Yeah. Um, I again, I have them at eleven and six. I gave them the benefit of the doubt. Um, I do think they're probably a little bit better than they were last year, but they also lost Chandler Jones. So yes. overall, I think their defense is good and their secondary is good, but there's still some pieces that are missing for yep, sure. Yep, absolutely. All right, Charlie, let's do it. Um, San Francisco 49ers. I just got goosebumps again. Trey Lance, QB one. Sure is. Um, let's just go through your entire running back room. Oh, there's... I thought you were going to say roster, and I was about it. <laughs> Jeff Wilson Jr. There's a new kid on the block who they drafted called uh, I don't Ty- remember Tyrion Davis Price. Yes, from LSU. Yes, who seems to be a lot like Edwards Alaire in the way he runs and his dynamic ability. He's is he a, not? He's, is he more of a runner? He's a downhill runner. He is. Yeah. He's okay. A, so he's not like Ceh then. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay, maybe it's just the way he played because CH was pretty downhill he's ex- at LSU. Yeah, that's and so that's all I've got to go on. But he's he's uh, explosive between the tackles and um, 
fun. They obviously have a lot. Eli Mitchell, um, and then Trey Sermon's listed as the fourth string running back, which just seems absolutely insane to me. Um, but Charlie, obviously you have Debo, Brandon Ayuk, uh, George, um, and Kyle Juszczyk. Uh Charlie, I think the biggest free agency signing you had is Traverius Ward. Would yep. you agree with that? Yep. Um, and then in draft in the draft, you drafted Jake Drake Jackson, who seems to be a starting end for you already. Yeah. Uh, what's What's the word on him? That's That's pretty. At, at LSC, he played at USC, but he was listed as a linebacker at USC. But it seemed like he played a little bit of stand-up linebacker and um, edge, just based on their like a three-four kind of deal. Yeah, just based on their scheme, is he a is he a hand in the dirt kind of guy? He's a hand in the dirt kind of guy. Okay, so um, what what's the word so far on him? Um, Third round pickup and to have second starting round, second round was it? Yeah. Okay, to be starting right away is still. I mean, right next to Joey Bosa, that's impressive. Nick Bosa, he was Nick well, Bosa. D, D, we just released D Ford. You know, he, he, I don't think that dude's going to be able to play another game of football and is just because of his neck injury. So, I mean, we didn't have that second guy and we took him pretty dang high. I mean, if Drake, yeah. 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 Being yeah. in the second round. Yeah. Um, and we were thrilled about it. Some of his issues coming out of college, I guess was, um, weight fluctuation. Okay. And I don't know if that had anything to do with being in the three, four, being the stand up, but sometimes he got pretty big. Okay. And needs to Slim keep down. it down. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but, uh, loves football, but he, apparently he's, uh, having a great camp and, um, will be an awesome addition. So he will be a starter. Yes. Beside on the other side of Nick. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Awesome. But we have, we actually do have depth. Thank God, because we're already getting some well, depth injuries. that ends not on the inside. Well, no, we do have depth on the inside too. You do? Yeah. I was looking today. We definitely have depth on the inside. Okay. So that was kind of my next question was, like, obviously, in their free agency signings, you guys went out and you very much improved your special teams. It seemed like almost every single free agency signing besides Traverius Ward was a guy to play special teams. And it's not anyone who's going to be a starter. It's just really solid NFL players and guys who are going to be able to improve everything. And that was kind of, I feel like, what not necessarily what did you in last year, but it definitely played a part as far as making the difference in a game. And special teams is very quickly overlooked, but moving hey, on. Hey, special teams won us the divisional round yes. against Green, Green Bay. Bay. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, what are your realistic Lance expectations? Um, like, what do you want to see from Lance this year? I mean, what, what do you realistically think you'll see from him? Um, I think we will see... Higher accuracy on the deep ball than Jimmy. Okay. Um, I think we will see that added element that Kyle Shanahan's been wanting to add forever of running the quarterback. The bootleg, yeah. Bootleg. Like court, not, not, not just a bootleg, but a no, run. No, an actual also runs, but, but a, a bootleg with someone that is fast a is fast a enough much, to make it. You not only get out there, but then right. you have time to let the play develop. And right. so Jimmy G would bootleg, but then yeah, he would he sit on a spot. Right. He wouldn't continue exactly. the leg to stretch that defense to the sideline. Right. Yeah. Um, I want to see some mustard taken off the ball. 
Yeah. I, I want to see a little bit of touch. Okay. Um, I want to see him execute the underneath game the way that Jimmy could yeah. and did. So what do I expect? I expect some mistakes, um, but I expect a dynamic playmaker and someone who we when I when I would see Jimmy throw the ball about fifty percent of the time I had a tight asshole. Yeah. I wanna get looser. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you want to trust your quarterback a little bit more. I want to loosen up a little bit. Yeah. Um, and that, that I think, is... How much do you think Trey runs this year? Like, how many rushing touchdowns would you expect Trey to have this year? Based on what... When I saw him run against... Uh, it was the Cardinals, I believe. Where he banged up his knee? Where... No, he he ran... He was It was a fourth down, and he ran... And he... Knocked out a linebacker, but the linebacker stopped the play on the goal line. But he knocked the linebacker out, like right. literally. Um, the hit that he was willing to take, I don't think Kyle Shanahan's going to be willing to take. Especially considering our quarterback room after Trey Lance is absolutely atrocious, trash. I am terrified for Trey Lance to get hurt. Right. And this is all assuming Jimmy G's not a 49er, which he won't right. be. We're going to yeah. have to, we'll cut him if. But so if we don't get a solid backup quarterback, I, I think the running may be a lot more of a threat. We'll definitely run with him, and I think even like quarterback sneaks will be different. I think I'll see. We'll see the touchdowns. But do you think he has the same running output as Jalen Hurts this year? Like, do you do you think he he's that much of a threat as a runner? as people think Jalen will be this year. Because um, that's obviously, fantasy-wise, that's what people want to know. Right. Like, I, that's what made Cam good. That's what makes Lamar good. That's what, in fantasy-wise at least, is is their ability to run. Run touchdowns count for more than pass touchdowns. So, will we see that from Trey this year to be dynamic, obviously, in the air, but also as a runner? Yes. Okay. Maybe not the Jalen, like, for the expectations for Jalen Hurts, but yes, we, we expect that. I mean, expect the occasional 100-yard rushing game from Trey Lance. I believe that. Okay. Not as much as, like, Colin Kaepernick when he was just running all over the damn place. Right. Where it's a little bit different scenario where it's like with Trey Lance, and and this is truly how I feel. And you know what? I'm probably going to have a tight butthole the whole season because yeah. right now it's like protecting the franchise quarterback and who is our backup. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. So His name's Brock Purdy. Yeah, well, he's probably the fourth <laughs> yeah. string right now. But may, honestly, that's the thing is maybe Shanahan likes Brock Purdy enough that he's not going to go out and get one of these guys. So, I, you know, I don't know. What last thing I'll ask you about Trey Give me an ex- like. Give me a stat line for Trey this year. What do you think? I don't passing yards, passing touchdowns, rushing yards, rushing touchdowns. Thirty-five hundred passing yards, five hundred rushing yards, two hundred touchdowns. Jesus. <laughs> 
I, I knew there was a hitch coming somewhere. I knew it. Um, but for real, I mean, let's look at 22 passing touchdowns, eight rushing touchdowns. Okay. All right. How many picks? I don't even want to put a number out there. I would say 10. At least 10. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm fine with that number. 22 and 10, I think that would be. Yeah. That'd be a expected. Good, good first um, starting season. I'm going to shoot a couple off at you real quick. Um, do they use Debo like they used him last year? Do you think Debo sees the handoffs like he did last year? Well, I think that he will get basically the same production he did last year on the ground over a whole season. Not okay. in the condensed amount right. of time that he did. Right. Does that answer the question? Relatively. Okay. Which running back is RB1? Eli Mitchell. Who's RB2? Great question. And I think it will end up being Tyrion Davis-Price. You think so? Yeah. Are they going to trade Trey Sermon? No. No. Because, dude, we injure three running backs a, a fucking I, I game. Know. I don't. I don't understand. So, I just don't. I don't understand. No, well, you, you'll, you'll know of two brand new... Very relevant daily draft, <laughs> daily daily fantasy guys. By the end, you're of the gonna year. you're gonna win by some guy they pulled off the street in daily this yeah. year. Yeah, <laughs> shit, I might go try out. Yeah, um, does George Kittle return to fantasy relevancy this year? Absolutely. You think so? Yeah. All right, don't bullshit me though, because last year he sucked fantasy wise. Are you kidding? He won me numerous weeks in His daily production in last daily. year was nowhere near his ADP that he was getting drafted at. But uh, Well, he was boom or bust last year, but he would get, when he boomed... It wasn't often. It was often. No, it was not. He was not He was not TE1. But he was also injured for quite a few games. But I'll give you that. He was freaking awesome. It just seemed, I don't know if it was the injury or not, but it seemed like they used him last year more as a blocker than they did as a receiver. And that was frustrating for a lot of fans because his ADP is says he's a TE1, but he, he didn't put out that type of production. He wasn't Travis Kelsey. wasn't Darren Waller. He's getting drafted among those two other guys, and he didn't have the same kind of production those other two guys did. Draft him there. This year? Oh, yeah. Okay. You think there's a Trey and uh, Kittle connection? Yeah, but there's another connection I want to talk about if whenever you're done with your questions. Okay. Um... So, uh, is your D-line and are your cornerbacks deep enough? Because you're already facing some injuries here on your defensive line. Are you happy with your cornerback room? Because last year, although you were abnormally decimated with injuries, your depth, as far as the defensive backs go, was weak. Yeah, it was. Um, However, the players that were the depth, really grew a lot at the end of the year. And we did lose Jaquaski Tart, who, yep. who was one butterfinger slip away from sending us to the Super Bowl. He was. Um, but we love Talano Hufanga, who we drafted last year. And um, he got the special teams touchdown in, in the Green Bay game. But he looked awesome when he played last year. So I'm really excited for him. Jimmy Ward. I, I and the cor- the cornerback specifically, I actually am happier with it because Jason Verrett's healthy. Okay. When that changes, you know, 
Well, look, yeah. but um, we got Tariq Castro-Fields. He's a corner out of Penn State in the draft this yep. year. Hopefully he'll develop into a nice young corner. Uh, we still kept all those guys. Uh, Dante Johnson out of state, he'll be in and out of the practice squad. Um, but if, you know, if we're healthy, like the the guys we're rolling out right now, I'm I'm good with it. What's the biggest weakness on this team? Be honest with me. Honestly, what I feel like the biggest weakness is is our center. Is it Trey? I mean, come on. It, one center? You think that's that's what makes the difference? Uh, no, no, I'm no, not, no. You I'm asked not underselling. Biggest, you asked the biggest weakness. You think it's your center? I think it's the center. You don't think any other aspect of this team is the weak spot? You think it's right there, right on the center? That's that is the the biggest weakness we have. Okay. I I think. All right. So obviously. Um, J.C. Treader is still out there. That's who I, I would you, love for us to get, J.C. Treader. But they haven't made a move. Do you think they will? It sounds like, I mean, are they happy with what they have at center? Maybe they are. I, I'm not. Um, we've got Colton McKivitz, who was playing left guard. Um, we... we Depth on the offensive line is a little questionable. Um, And our center is really, I mean, it keeps me up at night. Do you think they'll play more shotgun for Trey so he can see the field a little bit better? I think that's possible. More than Jimmy? Yeah, but I don't know that it means we're going to. We won't pass more, I don't think, necessarily. No, 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 no. But, like, Jimmy Jimmy seemed to like those three-step drops yeah. with a throw. I I don't know that Trey's that guy. He's just so long. It takes him. Not not that he's got a long release, but it just, that's a lot of body to move. It's not it's not going to be as quick a release, but, it, I mean, that's coachable. And yeah. I think that he, that is probably. So you expect to probably play a little bit more shotgun this year than you have in. Yeah, but that's it's still not going to be a lot. Kyle Shanahan like shotgun. Yeah. So I, you know, maybe, but this is why I want to get a, a veteran center that can elim, you know, elim, take the read me, check with me plays, yeah. um, out of Trey Lance's hands. Get get the center that can basically do all that for Trey Lance. So Trey Lance just has to focus on his everything else going on. Don't let him be worried with the check with Mays. Because, which is basically, if the defense lines up in this, the center would say, hey, we're going this way, or we're going this way. or right. Whereas a veteran way. quarterback would call it on his own. Right. Instead, the offensive line is calling it on their own so that the quarterback is just reading the defense. Right. And what they're doing. So, uh, J.C. Treader, so uh, for those of you that don't know, he's a he was – the center for the Cleveland Browns. He's a free agent right now, a very good center. He is a high ranking officer in the players union, which means that he has obligations outside of practice. So he can't be at every practice all the time. So that could be potentially one of the reasons why he's not, uh, that he's still a free agent, but I think he would be an upgrade for us. And if, and if we get him, then I am very comfortable with our offensive line. I mean that's you know, there's not much to dislike besides the center. I agree with you. I think you're you're solid at both guard spots. I think you're okay. Obviously, left tackle you're you're perfect. Right. Um, right tackle, I think you're okay. But 
yeah, I, I that's that's kind of my ends of my questions here, Charlie. But what is overall? We'll we'll kind of wrap it up. What is your expectation of the Niners this year? What do you see going on? Like, what are the storylines this year uh, that surround the 49ers? For overall record, for F's sake, I hope it's not injuries as the storylines. Yeah, but that it's already becoming a concern. We lost Maurice Hurst. Um, Eric Armstead is just nursing a knee for a bit. Should be good for week one. Um, uh, the centers, something I was concerned about. Our schedule is pretty tough. Yeah. However, one easier stretch, and when I say easier, I'm, I, it's probably our first. So, for me, if we, in our first five weeks, no, I'm sorry, first four weeks, we can go three and one. I'm cool with it. So our first game is against uh, the Bears, then Seattle. So we're, uh, two of two teams that I expect to be in the top three draft picks next year. Right. Followed by the Broncos on Sunday night, or maybe Monday night. Followed by the Rams on Sunday or Monday night. Ooh. I want us to win one of those two second two games. Yeah. If we can sp- split those two. Yeah. Go three and one. I'm cool with it. Um, luckily, we have a pretty rough stretch after our bye, which is week nine. Um, and then we, we come out swinging Sunday night against the Chargers. So Overall um, record? 12-5, and five, and we got the tiebreaker on the Rams. I have you go over to 12-5. I have you winning the division outright. Um I kind of agree with you. I'm I'm expecting a lot from Trey Lance. I'm expecting a lot. You've invested a lot. He has the keys to the Ferrari. Yep. We need to see something. Now he's gonna make stupid rookie mistakes. We all get that, right? But we we gotta see we gotta see it. We gotta see why the Niners moved up to third overall to go get this guy. Yep. And that there's gonna be some some ins and outs, but we gotta see him weather the storm here a little bit. I do find a couple things interesting. Uh, against the Bears, it'll be Justin Fields versus him. And, you know, will Justin Fields put on a show? Maybe. Because it's kind of like a prove me. Or, yeah. you know. There's but, not much to prove. But uh, I also just want to see. I, I want everyone to see why it was Trey Lance over Mac Jones. Yeah. I And I, I think his dynamic ability to move outside the pocket will prove that yeah. as long as he's not making the mistakes as in fumbles or picks or, or whatnot. Oh, one one thing I want to see from Trey Lance, when to throw the ball away. Yeah. Throw the ball away. Yeah. All right. All right, so I'm going to go through my fantasy uh, NFC West fantasy division well, team. R- run down the West again. Your, your top. Oh, so... Your- Niners number one at twelve and five. Um, I have the Rams number two at ten. Or sorry, Cardinals at number two at eleven and six. Rams number three at ten and seven. Seahawks fourth at four and thirteen. 49ers twelve and five winning the tiebreaker over the Rams twelve and five. Cardinals third with at ten and seven. Seahawks at four and thirteen. All right. So, Charlie, my fantasy, NFC West fantasy team starts with Trey Lance as quarterback. I, If I draft Trey Lance this year, it's because I expect a lot from him as far as running the ball goes. Like we said, I think that comparison to uh, Jalen Hurts is understandable, and I think fans are going to expect that. 
So don't be shocked if he goes early in the QB2 conversation, potentially bottom, not not elite QB1, but towards the mid-tier QB1 conversation. I could absolutely see that. Um, my running backs, I have James Conner and Cam Akers. Running backs was a little difficult for me. I Like you said, I like James Conner here, but the rest of this division is handcuffed territory. That's what makes me concerned. My wide receivers are Debo and Cooper Cup. Those were two easy ones. My tight end here was a little more difficult. I did go with Zach Ertz. Dude, go with the... Oh, my I went word. with Zach Ertz because of what happened last year. Dude, you are an I idiot. I hope George you proves me wrong. Idiot. I hope George proves me wrong. Idiot. Prove me wrong, George. The people Flex I had a really dude. hard time with. Flex I had a really, really difficult time with. God. There's a lot of really good flex spots here. You better flex George Between if you're not. Good George, Rondell Moore, D-Hop after a six-game sussy. Uh, you could say Brandon Ayuk, who you know also put you know up strong. Sussy is you not trusting George in this in this division? You don't take George Kittle. That yeah. is outrageous. No one's gonna trust you. But he continue. didn't put up the numbers last year. But continue. He didn't put up the numbers. Continue. Allen Robinson. Daryl Henderson, you could even argue DK Metcalf, maybe. That's what the kids say, sussy. Um, yeah, it is. Um, so, Charlie, I, I don't know. Flex, for me, was really hard. I went with Rondale Moore just because I I thought maybe he'll get handoffs and catches. So I kind of went with just a more of a utility player for my flex. My defense, I went with the Rams. And my kicker, I went with Robbie Gold. Okay. Um, interesting. I, I see this – there are a couple that are, you know, the same. But, like, this is a very interesting division, fantasy-wise. It, yeah. it, it is. It is. It, it's tough. You could go many different ways. And I also am trying not to be so biased. But you choosing Trey as your quarterback in this division was uh, – Honestly, a little shocking to me. I have those high hopes too. I absolutely do, and I—that's those are my expectations. But I was trying to not be biased, and I have him as my third quarterback in this division. Wow. See, I I think Trey will have a year like what you said. I do think well, those stats are, what, are legit. One thing that like even thirty-two hundred yards, twenty-two passing, ten picks, maybe like six rushing touchdowns, and around five hundred yards rushing. That that's that's QB one status right there. But then there's Kyler. Right. Who fizzles out at the end of the year, which he did yeah. last year. Yeah, which but if you is got why... him for the first eight games, perfect. Then go to your QB2. I... But then there's Matt Stafford. Right. Who gets just a lot of passing yardage. Right. But this, this right. I, I, based my, I based mine off of this year's projections. I think Stafford with the elbow concerns me. Stafford in general concerns me. He is... He is getting older. He's getting a little more fragile. I think the Rams in general concern me coming off a Super Bowl. My thing, though, with Stafford is I think the Rams have the weakest running back room in, in the division. I I could see that. So, I, sure. I think – and he's got weapons on weapons. Well, really, I mean, he's got Cooper Cup and – I just don't – Kyler but, burned me last year. And if yes, he did. I, I like – He did. I really remember burned that. me. I remember that. Really I'm burned sure, me. And, sure and we had – We had sure multiple hurts. conversations, and it wasn't just me saying – Oh, this is bullshit. You had him, it was, you had him it as was your le- MVP of, this, of the league, which you were right 
for the first half. Yes. And he just, he really burned me last year. So it's, I'm a little, yeah, I'm a little salty about it. Still. Okay, that's fair. Well, my uh, top four quarterbacks, Kyler, Stafford, Trey, and then whoever the Seahawks roll out. Um, I really do have high expectations for Trey Lance, though, and um, I think he is a he's going to be a dynamite QB, too. Um, wide receiver, cup, easiest lock. Yeah. Uh, Debo yep. is number two. This is where it gets interesting. Yeah. And I do, I feel pretty good about what I've got here. DK is not the third. He is. Okay. All right. That Yeah. DK, DK he should is be the third. third. Um, and then I've got D hop as the fourth, because I do think when he comes back, it's like, he, he needs to be in your lineup. Right. Right. Um, I think he's, I think he and Adam Thielen are very alike this year where it's like, they may not get the yardage, but they will be touchdown dependent for sure. Then I've got some three, three honorable mentions Okay. and Rondell Moore is not on it. Oh, wow. Um, I've got Hollywood Ayuk? Brown. Oh. And then I've got, and th- these are actually in no particular order. Yep. Uh, the strongest relationship with Trey Lance right now is Brandon Ayuk. They have spent a lot of time on field and off the field together this, this summer. So, remember last year when everyone was drafting Brandon Ayuk way before Debo Samuel? Yes. Obviously, Debo Samuel is going to be probably in the top five receivers taken. Yeah. Um, I think Brandon Ayuk needs to be drafted exactly where he was last year. We're talking fourth or fifth round. Right. Um, because I, I do think he's going to have a hell of a year this year. Okay. Uh, with Trey Lance. Then I've got Allen Robinson. Fair enough. But, and again, those three are not in any, the yeah. Hollywood, Ayuk, AR, not in any particular order. Um, and for those of you that aren't, familiar hollywood brown is marquise brown when you go to draft him um but i there and there are more receivers in this in yeah. this division that it's like like we'll see right yeah rondell moore tyler lockett i didn't mention yep so there, there are some guys there that are deep 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 division top four tight ends i'm going running backs next oh james connor one this is where we didn't see eye to eye. I actually think Rashad Penny is going to be RB two in the division. Okay. Um, although I understand the handcuff, and I think it's a it's actually a strong handcuff with Kenneth Walker. I think it is too. My hesitation is more on just be, I don't I don't know how much the Seahawks will be able to run the ball. I don't know how well they'll be able to keep or stay in games to allow them to run the ball effectively. Understood. Um, third, I've got Eli Mitchell, and then fourth, Cam Akers. Okay, yeah, that's solid. Um, tight end, Kittle, Greg, Ertz, yep, Higby, yeah, Fant. Fan. Although I actually, I do, I really do like Fant, but I think just um, volume wise, it's it's going to be below those three. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think if Noah Fant had a a great quarterback. That dude is a stud. Yeah. He is a stud. Yeah, he's very good. He um, even he lit it up last year with Drew Locke. Yeah. That's saying something. And I I wrote Trey McBride as a um as a as a write in. As a, as someone to to keep your eye on. Okay. 
Um, defense, I think it's pretty straightforward. Rams, 49ers, Arizona, Seattle. Yeah. Yep. Kicker? I didn't do kick. I don't do kickers. Fair enough. All right, Charlie. Are but you I re- think Robbie Gold was the right choice. Yeah, yeah. I, I, he's just, I mean, he's solid. He's solid from, he's solid from range, really. That's yeah. the main thing. All right, buddy. Let's do it. We are going to the NF, or sorry, AFC West. That's right. All right, buddy. Let's jump into it here. First off, I have the Las Vegas Raiders. Charlie, the Raiders. The Raiders. Charlie, they are headlined by, obviously, Derek Carr. Now and new to the Raider Nation and the Black Hole, Devontae Adams. Mm. Hunter Renfro. They have Darren Waller. Uh, Charlie, they also have, I don't love their wide receiver threes. Um, Keelan Cole and, jeez, oh, another Robinson. I didn't write down his first name. Uh, they're running back. Demarcus so, Robinson from the Chiefs? Yes, I think so. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Keelan Cole is from the Jags. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they obviously have Josh Jacobs as a running back. Uh, Kenyon Drake is running back, and they also got Zamir White, who they drafted this year in the third round. Okay. Um, so, Charlie, obviously, as we know, Josh McDaniels takes over this new Las Vegas team. Um, and I, let's just start there. What do you see being the identity of the Las Vegas Raiders this year under Josh McDaniels? Um, I, I think it's going to be – here's the thing. They don't have like the strongest running back room, but they did improve it. Yeah, it's it's deeper. Yes, right. It's definitely deeper. Yeah, and I think they will be able to run the ball. Um, but third year weapons. You've got yeah. three top tier weapons in Adams, Renfro, and Waller. and Waller. Yeah. So, um, I think I I mean th- this division is so wild. Do you think it looks anything like the Patriots, their offense? Would you rather have Derek Carr or Mac Jones? I guess I guess what I'm saying is it's going to be different because of this comp- – I mean I, – I meant Patriots with the Brady era. And, okay. I, and Derek okay. Carr's okay. not Brady, obviously, but like the sense of is it just a straight-up balanced offense? Is it more pass-heavy? Are they going to commit to the running game? The well, Raiders haven't done that in years. Let me ask you this. Is it possible that we see a Tom Brady-Randy Moss connection between Derek Carr and Devontae Adams? I don't think they'll be that good. I don't think they'll be that good, considering they didn't lose a single game until the Super Bowl. But I think that those two, with, you know... I mean, Devontae Adams is a much better player than he was at Fresno State. Yeah. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and Derek Carr's a better quarterback than he was at Fresno State. Yes. So I, I think that's going to be an incredible connection. But um, I do think it will be interesting because obviously Derek Carr is not as good as Aaron Rodgers. So right. like to expect Devontae right. to get fed the ball like he was in Green Bay, that ain't, to me, that's not going to happen. Derek Carr can't put it in spots like Aaron Rodgers did. Also, he's just not that guy. Also, though, he's it doesn't not, mean he won't feed him. Aaron Rodgers like had to force feed him a lot of times. True. Well, I mean, did he though? He had MVS and Alan Lazard. Neither of which are good as their next two options, which would be um, Renfro and and Waller. Right. So I don't think. 
I don't think that he's going to have to force feed Devontae Adams. Um, but I think that there's going to be a pretty incredible connection. And um, I see really good things for the Raiders. Okay. All right. Um, and that kind of leads into the next question. Like, what is your expectation? Like, as far as Devontae Adams' receiving stats go this year, like, what what are what should fans expect? What should fantasy owners expect? Um, as far as the numbers that he put up with Aaron Rodgers, I'm not expecting to see the same thing. Um, do I still think he's a wide receiver one? Yes. Do I think he is the wide receiver one? Mm, probably not, but I don't think he's far off. Am I expecting a huge drop-off in production? Absolutely not. A drop-off, like minute drop-off? Sure. I think that it's going to be an awesome... I, I, I think Josh McDaniels, one, he's smart as all get out. Two, creative. Three, there's a lot of... We've seen in the past that there are a lot of coaches when they come back for their second round, they do much better. And yeah. Josh McDaniels' first round, he was able. He was to, very young, and he was able to lead a Tim Tebow-led offense to the playoffs and win a game. So, I expect good things from Josh McDaniels too. Um, what are your last thoughts? Um. I, my questions really are about the defense. I, I don't think it's about the offense. I think it's about the defense. Um, well, I, let me ask you this about the defense. If you're the an offensive line coach going against them, what do you do when you're going against Chandler Jones and Max Crosby? Well, that's kind of what I was getting into. I don't know that they have the guys on the inside to make the guys on the outside that much better. And what I say about that is they have Jonathan Hankins and Bilal Nicholas Nichols, but they're both injured right now and not in training camp. So they have Kyle Pico, Vernon Butler, ex-Panther. They, I mean, they have some depth, but they're just no-name guys. So I don't. Oh, let's not forget this. Um, the Raiders are the leading candidate to land in Dominican Sioux. Are they? By far, yeah. Says who? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's... it's it's. I, I'm not really sure why it hasn't happened yet. I almost wonder if there's like some sort of failed physical situation, but they are the leading candidate to get in Dominican Sioux. And if they that did... That would make a lot of sense. I did not yes, know that. Yep. That would make a lot of sense, and that would make me feel a lot better about this right. defense. Right. Under, uh, understandably so. They, they have they got Rocky Sin in, the, in a trade, and, I mean, they have Jonathan Abram, who's... Okay, I guess he's a liability at times, but I think he's played. He played well the past two years, but he's played maybe, better, more under control. Right, but he still, right. when he gets lost, he's lost. I my question, I mean, I, I and that's my thing. It's like I, I just think, I, I think this is this is the team that underperforms in this division, in my opinion, and I, I think this team will go through some some issues. And I think Josh McDaniels will have to weather the storm. Um, I I just I, I don't know if I believe in this defense. I really like the pass rushers, but I don't know if I believe in the rest of the well, defense. Well, that makes their secondary better. For some time, yeah, yeah. Um, well, think about it this way. This defense helped them get 
to the playoffs last year. Yes. And they traded Yannick Ngakwe, so they lost a great pass rusher, but upgraded their corner. Right. And then they turned around a free agency and got a better pass, pass rusher, rusher than they had. Yes. Right. But this was still a relatively weak team on the defense in as far as in the front seven stop, stopping the run, right? And that, that was their issue, almost like the Chargers in the same sense where they had problems getting just pounded on. And now they didn't commit their – Raiders had several issues last year. But I don't know. I have this team going 9-8, and eight, Charlie. Um, I I just think they're, they're – they need they need another year until there's true cohesion. I do believe in the Raiders, but I don't know that we see it in year one. And I, this is just such a this is such a hard division. I just don't. I don't. I think I think both these guys need another year in a Josh McDaniel system before true output is being seen. So for me, this was a really hard division last year. And they were the second best team. And they were one very controversial call away from beating the Bengals in the wild card to True. move on. Yeah. Um, they upgraded their offense. They upgraded their defense. I've got them going 12 and 5. Wow. Okay. Um, and hmm. frankly, I think they're up. They upgraded and they played with two head coaches last year. Yeah. And I think that they upgraded their head coach. So, saying all of that, and now every team except for one in this division got better in the offseason. Right. Um, but having said all of that, I've got them going 12-5. and five. Okay. Um, I think that might be our biggest discrepancy between yeah, the team. I think so. Since we started the division. So, yep. that's interesting. That's something to take note. Um. All right, any any last thoughts here? I think there's a lot of really good fantasy pieces on this team. Oh, yeah. Um, and, like, this whole division, I think, is something to target fantasy-wise. I mean, mm-hmm. this is this is a goldmine. Yep. Um, any, any last things about the Raiders? I don't think so. Okay. All right, Charlie, let's move on to the Chiefs. Charlie, oh, I was... Oh, real quick, though. That Indomitian Sioux piece is incredibly important. They, yes. I think they absolutely need to sign him. And twelve and five is a very, I think, is very viable for them. Right. I I think if they got Sue, it would make that defense ten times better. It's it, for such a seasoned guy at this point, it it really would. Yeah, it would yeah. it would make a huge impact. Yeah. All right, buddy. Let's move on to the Chiefs. Obviously, they are quarterbacked by Patrick Mahomes. Uh, the new additions are Juju Smith Schuster. Uh, obviously, Miko Hardman is still hanging around out there. They did get uh, Marquez Valdez-Scaling from Green Bay as well. They bring back Travis Kelsey. Um, they have Clyde edwards Um Charlie, I think the secondary is better. Um, they did lose Traverius Ward, but they did replace him with some depth pieces throughout the draft. They lost Tyran Matthew, too. They did. They did. Um, so how they? Who was it that they got that made them better? So yes, very fair question, and I completely understand. Uh, obviously, losing Traverius Ward and Teron Matthew—that that's a difficult thing to do. But listen to me here: they drafted Trent McDuffie in the first round this year. 
Long, lanky corner That's right. to replace Charvarius Ward. Okay. Solid. They also got Justin Reed in free agency, the safety, strong safety from the Texans, who was basically the only guy back there for the Texans for the last couple of years. Right. I still think it's arguable, but I yeah. okay. I, I kind of forgot, I think it's I an forgot, improvement, I forgot about especially Reed. since Sorensen was so bad last year. Mm. Um and he was an absolute liability. Such a liability. Not, not just in coverage, but in all of the field boneheaded <laughs> <Yeah>. plays <laughs> and miscoverages. Yeah. I mean, just absolutely terrible. Yep. Uh, and they still bring back, uh, Sneed. They did also draft George Karloftis, um, to go with Chris Jones and Frank Clark. Um, I, I, I think, I think this is a Frank a, Clark though is injured. Uh, I believe. And just has, he doesn't injury. have a tag at the moment. Okay. But, um, or maybe coming off an injury. Uh, Chris Jones is like, oh, Frank Clark is the, he, he doesn't produce during the regular season. He's a <laughs> Mr. Playoff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Chris Jones, Carl Loftus is going to help a lot because Chris Jones was kind of alone. Yeah. Um, and Steve Spagnuolo doesn't seem to figure it out until like week 10. Yeah. But, but continue. Um, overall, Charlie, I, I really like what I think. What they did in the draft was really beneficial for them. I really like Juju here. And I think Juju will revitalize himself fantasy-wise at the very least. Um, but there's a lot of really good reports saying that Patrick Mahomes and Juju are building great chemistry. I, I think Juju probably still runs out of the slot, um, which would make sense. Um, I think what they can do with Sky Moore, who they also drafted this year, is going to be crucial. Um, I think he will, uh, you know, we talked about how do you replace Tyreek Hill, and I don't think you do it with one guy, but I really like what you can do with a lot of these different pieces. I think Sky Moore gives you that dynamic playmaking ability that Tyreek had, but I think running Juju through the slot, MVS giving you that speed downfield, Miko Hardman hopefully being that possession receiver that they hoped he would be, and obviously Travis Kelsey over the middle, Charlie, in my opinion, if they can just relatively commit to some form of a running game, this is the same Chiefs offense that they've been that everyone's been trying to figure out for the last three years and no one's been able to do it. I disagree. Okay. I uh, mean, I just don't think Tyreek Hill is a very special, unique player. I don't think it's the same. Okay. I, I just don't. But Okay. I think I think they can get production all across the board, and mm-hmm. I think that's on that's on Patrick and um, and the coaches to figure that out. Uh, like I said, I do really like this. I, I like the secondary now more than I did last year. Um, like I said, I don't know that you can replace Tyreek with one person, but I think what they're going to try and do is spread it more out. It was last year. It was so focused on Tyreek and Travis Kelsey. And Charlie, look what happened. They they got to the playoffs and teams started double teaming uh, Tyreek Hill, and then they would put a, a linebacker and a safety over top of Travis Kelsey, and then there was no one else. It was Patrick Mahomes running for his life after that. So I think the Chiefs realize that we can't do this anymore. We we're, we've gotten away with those two guys being the only two guys, and I think they have to be more dynamic in their playmaking ability and their play-calling ability, and so that's why I really think this team will take another step forward, and, and Andy Reid will challenge himself 
to put these teams and these guys in different playmaking positions. So I, again, I agree with you. You don't place, replace Tyreek. But I I think Andy Reid will get creative with spreading the ball out a little bit more this year. Sure. I believe that. Um, I don't necessarily trust the Chiefs' offensive line. Uh, despite yes, that Orlando is, Brown. Yeah. And biggest weakness on the team is on the offensive line. And it's depth. And who they play against in their division. Right. It is the nastiest pass rushing division probably in the history of the NFL. I mean, it is absolutely insane. And Orlando Brown is, they need Trent Williams to keep up with that division. Yeah. All across the board. Who's, who's fan, who's the number one fantasy wide receiver in this offense? Or I should say pass catcher. Because obviously you have to come Travis to, Kelsey. You think so? Oh, yeah. Still? Yes. Over Juju, any, Juju MVS, Sky Moore? Yeah. Any, I, any of those guys? Yeah, I do. Sky Moore's going to really trip me up this year because he wears 24. He wears the number 24, and he's a wide receiver. It's going to really mess me up. Yep. It's going to really mess me up. But I do like Sky Moore. I like Juju. Um, but... I think Juju will benefit not having to be the guy. Yeah. Not having to be... But he... he I mean, he will be the guy besides Travis Kelsey. Like, he will be the wide receiver. I don't think MVS... I, I, I mean, he's... Juju is the one in this offense. I, I He might be the most trusted, but I, don't, I think if you're a defensive coordinator, you're going into this thing, you're not saying, all right, we have to shut off... Juju Smith-Schuster, especially right. out of the slot, that's right. difficult to do. So, I'm I'm totally comfortable doubling Kelsey and throwing any one of my corners on Juju. Truthfully, out of the slot though, that's difficult. I, I know that you keep saying he's going to be in the slot. I I don't know. I don't agree. He played with almost that. his entire career out of the slot in well, Pittsburgh. Then, then they should get rid of Miko Hardman because that's all Miko Hardman's ever done. No, last and that's year. not, and I don't think that's true. That Juju only played out of the slot. He was their ex they, last year. They moved him around. Well, yeah, but so I, I think that, um, I, I think it's going to cause problems because Kelsey's going to be doubled with a actual DB and a whoever the most athletic linebacker on the team is, and I will put any of my corners. And I don't have super great corners. So you think Travis Kelsey has a decline because Tyreek's not there? I mean, it's possible. I, I think that Travis Kelsey's the best fantasy option on this team. And I think that Andy Reid will get creative about how to deploy him. And then let's not forget Patrick Mahomes will extend the play. Travis Kelsey's going to have the best rapport, at, understand Patrick Mahomes the best. But that's... That's kind of how I would attack this offense. But so this, well, this is why we are excited about the AFC West because we knew, I mean, every single person you talk to is going to have different opinions of yeah, this. Yep. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, I, I, I like, I, I like it. I think that, I think Andy, I'm going to, I believe in Andy Reid. I believe he can step up too. and, and make this offense work with what he has. Will there be some adjustment in the beginning of the year? Yeah, sure. But I think this is a team that is going to get better as the season goes on. And I know that sounds cliche, but I truly believe that. I mean, they, they still bring back Clyde Edwards-Alaire. They got Ronald Jones in free agency from Tampa Bay. 
They still have Jarek McKinnon. Um, I, I just think what their Andy Reid is going to be able to do with the different pieces. Yes, Patrick Mahomes is going to have to trust people and make plays, and that's that's why he gets paid the big bucks. And I think he'll do what he does. Charlie, I I think the Chiefs will be just as good. Do I think Patrick Mahomes absolutely lights it up like he has in years past? Maybe not, but I still think he'll have production. I have the Chiefs going thirteen and four. I have the Chiefs going eleven and six. Okay, all right. Um, and I feel pretty good about that. Okay, are you ready to move on? Yes. Okay, let's move on to the Chargers. Charlie, obviously, they are quarterbacked by um, Herbie Justin Herbert. Wait, real quick. So that means you think the Chiefs go at least four and two in the division? Yeah. Wait. No. Wait. What? Thirteen and four. Okay. No, they. I guess they could go two and four in the division. Okay, never mind. Continue. I mean, again, I think the whole division could go three and three. It, oh, yeah, very well could. Very uh, well could. But continue. Um, all right. So, but uh, you know, okay, yeah. So Justin Herbert, Mike Williams coming off a breakout year. Keenan Allen. Um, uh, what's Guyton's first name? Uh, Jalen. Is yeah, yeah, that's right. Jalen Guyton. Or Justin. Justin, Justin Guyton. Guyton. Something like that. It's uh, a and J. obviously, it's a J. Uh, Austin Eckler. Chargers, uh, Chargers picked up Khalil Mack in free agency, uh, or not free agency. They traded for Khalil Mack. Um, they got J.C. Jackson. They got Kyle Van Noy. It is Jalen Guyton. Jalen Guyton and Gerald Everett. I really like what they did in free agency. Not to mention getting Khalil Mack to go alongside Joey Bosa. Yikes, that's scary. Terrifying. Like truthfully, absolutely that's what scary. Nightmares are made of if um, you are not a Chargers fan. I think this defense got a lot better. With J.C. Jackson, um, Derwin, Will, uh, Derwin James back there still. Um, I can't remember the other corner. Um, Asante Samuel Jr., I think, is on the other side as well. Um, th- this team got better on the defensive side where they needed it the most. Offensively, they seem about the same. Um, I'm, really, I'm really impressed by what they did. I think the biggest thing here for the Chargers is what we all had our questions about last year is, can they stop the run? Can this defense get them a stop when the Chargers go for it on fourth down and don't get it? Can the defense get the stop and get the ball back to the offense? I would say yes at this point. I mean, they yeah, they did exactly what they needed to do. And, and above and beyond, I mean, they you could argue they have two of the top five pass rushers in the league. Yeah. I mean, it's unfair almost do you think they improve their fourth down efficiency if you don't remember the chargers were notorious for going for it last year on fourth down and numbers say statistics say it is beneficial it benefited them to do so now you could probably argue some of the ones that didn't turn out so do they get smarter do they improve their efficiency somehow are they as as ruthless on going for it on fourth down next year? Well, there are two guys to think of, John Harbaugh and Brandon Staley, as far as going for it on fourth down. And those teams, both those teams, very narrowly, especially the Chargers, very narrowly missed the playoffs. Yeah. And they were not very efficient on fourth down. So when you say, do they improve their efficiency, I wonder if that means... Cutting back the attempts. 
Um, Which it could so, be a factor of it. Cutting right. back the attempts, being and, smart about when to right. take the attempt, right? So I would say, yeah. I would say they do. One, I think if they took all those same attempts last year with the offense they have now, um, which I don't know that has changed a ton. It but, hasn't, really. Um, but it's more experienced, for sure. Yeah, it, I guess. I guess a better way to say it would be not with the offense they have now, but with the defense, they might. All they needed was one more win, right? Or so, one more stop. Yeah, literally one more stop. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that that. Yeah. I, well, Chargers. I think, uh, Char- uh, Chargers. Raiders. I think insane. their fourth down efficiency will improve with experience and maybe taking one or two less. Yeah. Um, when it, even if analytics says to take it. Um, yeah, uh, but this, but otherwise, this team is just terrifying. Both sides of the ball. Is Austin Eckler still RB1 in fantasy? I think he's still an RB1, yes. Yeah. Where do you think he lies in top, in the running backs? Top five? So, I, top last three? year I was really high on him. Yeah. Um, I think there were some injury issues. and Would you rank him above Christian McCaffrey at this point? No, no. You wouldn't? No. See, I think I probably would. Wow. Just just out of health more than anything else. Okay, well, right. Uh, okay. Uh, but but besides health, I mean, you can't, you can't, as fantasy, when we're talking about fantasy, we can't just, I know we, we can't ignore injuries, but you have to, you draft players expecting them to be healthy. So, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't draft him over Chris McCaffrey. Okay. All right. Um, I have this team going twelve and five. I have this. Um, I, I have the Chargers being really good this year. I think they take another step. I think, like we said in the beginning, I think they did what they needed to do, which was improve the defense, um, and to get them more stops when they go for it on fourth down and and don't get it. But I think I agree with you. I think they do improve their fourth down efficiency. The Chargers seem to be one of the leading teams as far as studying the analytics go, and I think they'll get smarter and better about picking their spots and, and picking their plays. I mean, anything about it, you know, um, and getting better that way. So I, I really like the Chargers this year, and I'm excited about seeing them. Again, fantasy goldmine here. Fantasy goldmine. For sure. I've got them going 12-5 and five as well. Do you think Mike Williams um, uh, still finishes above um, Keenan Allen again this year? I'll get into it in my top four, but yes. Okay. Charlie, let's move on to the last team. Charlie, you ready for this? I'm ready. Let's ride. Have you seen those? Yeah. Hey, Broncos country, let's Let's ride. ride. (laughs) Broncos country, let's ride. (laughs) Let's ride. Let's ride. Broncos country, let's ride. I don't want to see. They can't see you pointing and (laughs) how ridiculous you look. So they just heard you say it over and over, which I, I, yeah. If you haven't seen it, it is, it's funny. All the college quarterbacks are doing it now um, to make, like, kind of poke fun, I guess, at Russell. I think it's hilarious. If you, have, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go and look. Um, Russell Wilson, let's ride. He, it's basically like him at a photo shoot holding a football, but he says like the same thing over and over and over again, like 10 times in a row in different stances. It's quite funny. Um, but, Charlie, obviously Broncos might be the favorite to win this division. Um, well, they were at least until Tim Patrick tore his ACL today. 
Um, we'll see what happens there. Charlie, obviously, they are now quarterbacked by Russell Wilson. Uh, their running backs are phenomenal. Uh, Mel, um, Melvin Gordon the third and uh, Javante Williams. They also have Jerry Judy back and healthy. Cortland Sutton, again, they had Tim Patrick, but he tears his ACL. Um, they have um, Hinton and Hamler as they're now wide receiver three, I guess. Both of them will duke it out. Um, you know, Charlie, I guess let's start there. Who who do you think will fill in as their wide receiver three? Do you think they need that wide receiver three? Because they definitely don't have a tight end since they traded away to Seattle in the Russell trade. Well, I think they like a... And you know, this, I'm going to butcher this. Yeah, I, I don't know that it's out there how to say it properly, but Okwugabunum, Okwugabunum. Okay. Okwugabunum. Okay. Is it's spelled o- Al- Albert? Albert. O k w u e g b u n a m. Yeah. Okwugabunum. That was pretty, I, I think that was pretty. That last one was pretty good. Maybe it's more simple, like Aquabunum. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sorry that I, I just I haven't heard it said more than a few times, and it's been said differently every single time. So I apologize, Albert, if you happen to be listening and I mispronounce your name. Um. But apparently they're high on them. I don't think that. I think there's a possibility they acquire one, a tight end. But I, I yeah, I think Tim Patrick's going to hurt a little bit. Yeah, I do. Um, now he got a lot of touches last year because of injuries to Jerry Judy, and um, so I, I think that having Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton will still do great. I think Hamler actually was coming on. I think that. And look, and Kendall Hinton was the guy who took over for quarterback. Right, you remember that? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. KJ Hamler, I think, probably steps into that third wide receiver spot and, now. And plus, Russell Wilson's one of those quarterbacks that makes names for wide receivers. Yeah, I mean Tyler Lockett was—I think he was undrafted. So I, I mean, there, there's going to be a receiver in the Broncos camp that. No one knows about yet. That is going to be fantasy relevant by the end of the year because of Russell Wilson. So, yes, Tim Patrick hurts, uh, but I, I'm not too concerned for them. I still have high expectations and hopes for the Broncos. Great defense. They had a good team last year. Yeah, it was their quarterback play that was the the liability. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Although. Bradley Chubb's name carries more than his stats did last year. Yes. I've got to say. Yeah. So let's hope adding. Well, that whole D-line just seems to be, besides Bradley Chubb, a bunch of no names. But they, they seem to get the job done for the most part. They were very well coached. Like, I think that'll carry I'm going to read them off. Like, listen, DJ Jones? Yeah, he's oh well, he's, he's added from the 49ers and did okay. very well. Did okay. very so, well. Okay. But that's you already Maybe knew not him from that, right? Mike Purcell, Draymond Jones, Bradley Chubb, um, Alex. They play the three four, so I'm just going to give you all the, the linemen and the linebackers. Okay, Alex Singleton, Josie linebacker for show, Josie Jewell, 
Obviously, they got Randy Gregory yep. um, from the uh, Cowboys uh, and Ronald Darby. So, Randy Gregory and Ronald Darby are about the only two that I actually know there. But, I mean, they're they they're deep. I mean, they seem that they have they have dudes for sure. Um, obviously, you know, Kareem Jackson. Oh, sorry, Darby's a quarterback. I don't know why I said that. Darby, Pat Sertan, Justin Simmons, Kareem Jackson. I mean... This defense is really good, Charlie. Their 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 offense or defensive line seems to be a bunch of no names, but that kind of goes into my question: Is this defense good enough to win games for this team with an offense, a productive offense? Let's say. I don't even want to. I don't want to like go I too think, high on what I this think... offense can do because, like, obviously Nathaniel Hackett has to again establish, like Josh McDaniel, what is his identity, right? Um, I think that their defense won them games last year, and I think they have improved some. So, I do think their defense is good enough to win them games. Um, very tough division. Yeah. With incredible offenses, so. But they, they also have a great offense, and, you know, Russell Wilson will win them games, so. What do you think Hackett's identity is going to be as far as this team? And this offense goes. Well, luckily he went from Aaron Rodgers to Russell Wilson. It's not like he yes. went from. It's not a big. It's not a drop. Really. Right. He he didn't go to Drew Locke. Right. So, I think. You think it's because, a pass first team? I I don't think so because of their because running, their running back backs are so yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, probably the best run. Definitely the best running back room in the division. So. Yeah, I mean, I would say probably the best. Two hand, two running backs on in the division. I would agree. Yeah. So, um, no, I think it'll be a run first offense. But I mean, why not rely on Russell? Yeah. Fantasy wise, do you think Javante Williams takes the next step and starts to edge out Melvin Gordon, or do you think they still split the carries? Great question. Uh, I'll get into my top four, but actually, I I do have Javante edging him out. Okay. All right. Um, I mean, Charlie, so what I have written down here is, and I want to go through this, it just speaks to how brutal this division is, but also how brutal this division schedule is. So, Charlie, the Broncos have a bye on week nine, right? I'm going to read you the rest of their schedule after their bye. After the bye, they play Tennessee. Then they play the Raiders. Then they play Carolina. Then they play Baltimore. Kansas City, Arizona, Rams, Kansas City, Chargers. Good God. So, week nine bye. Yep. Tennessee, Raiders, Carolina, Baltimore, Kansas City, Arizona, Raiders, or sorry, Rams, Kansas City, Chargers. That's tough. That is brutal, Charlie. Yeah. Brutal. And for that reason... I have this team going 11-6. and six. I think this is a really good team. Do not get me wrong. It's a really good team. But once again, this is such a hard division with such a brutal schedule. I, I don't know how, like, it just feels like the SEC. Like, they're going to beat up each other, and they might split some games here and there. And, I like, I, I had a hard time giving the Chiefs 13-4. and four. Like, I had a really hard time giving them that. Just because the Broncos and Chargers are going to be just as good. So, like, they're all split by one game. So, I just went with 
the hierarchy of who we know can dominate this league. And we know Patrick Mahomes is still probably the best quarterback of all of them. But, like, I feel like if the Broncos get hot, dude, they could get hot. I mean, this defense is legit. This defense is legit. And I, my, my last question that I literally have written down is, how good can this team be? Um, I think they they can easily win the division. Yeah, I and do by too. easily, I don't think a single one of these teams can win the division. I don't think easily. anyone's Sorry. running away with this no, division. No, no, no. Um, but I I absolutely can make a case for every single team winning the division. Yeah, including the Broncos. And um, I'm I'm actually a little surprised that you went eleven and six with the Broncos when you went nine and eight with the Raiders. Um. Especially since Nathaniel Hackett is the only unknown as far as head coaching goes in the division. Having said that, I also have the Broncos at eleven and six. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and I I just changed that a little bit ago, and I had them higher. Yeah. Okay. I had them. At, I'm in twelve and five. But yeah. Right, right. Right. I've got them at eleven and six. The thing is. This is the this team can rely on a stable, well, a handcuff of running backs, which I think is going to be so important. Yeah. Um. I, I I've got them at eleven and six. I'm I'm good with that. Um, if they were in a weaker division, they could be a thirteen three fourteen and or thirteen and four fourteen and three team. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, buddy, I'm going to give you my fantasy uh, AFC West fantasy team. Are you ready? What about the breakdown? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Breakdown, I always do that. So breakdown, I have the Chiefs first, Chargers second, Broncos third, Raiders fourth. All right. I've got Chargers first, 12-5, and five, winning the tiebreaker over the Raiders okay. at 12-5. and five. Followed by the Broncos at eleven and six, and the Chiefs fourth at eleven and six as well. I actually changed it because I had the Broncos winning the division, wow. and I dropped them down to third just because I gave them one less wow. game. Wow! Wow! Um, you know what's going to be fun, and I really, I, I absolutely foresee this, and I want people to come back and listen to this episode when I know I'm right. This division is going to come down to the Week 17 divisional games. Yep. Broncos versus the Chargers, Chiefs versus the Raiders, like whatever it is, like yep. this division is going to get absolutely. I think it's like, very possible they are all tied going into that week. Yes, and then that's like, where this we team get the... is going to be playing everyone to get in, yep. right? Like the like everyone's going to be like this is going to be hard fought games because there's going to be a lot on the line in these last couple of games. Right. These are these are teams that can't give up. They like they can't give up a single game. Like every single game, they're gonna have to treat like a playoff game, whether it's divisional or not, because they know how good their division is. That's why I've got two teams at twelve and five, two teams at eleven and six. That last game of the year is the deciding factor. Yeah, yeah. And again, we talked about it before with the AFC. I could see ten and seven and eleven and six just not getting in. Right. I mean, it's like, and, and what do you? I just, I know it's a different conversation, but I really could see it. Ten and seven. 11 and 6, just not getting into the playoffs. AFC is strong, man. Yep. Strong. All right, Charlie, here is my fantasy team for the AFC West. I have it quarterbacked by the one, the only Patrick Mahomes. 
Uh, running backs was a little difficult besides Austin Eckler, clear number one here. I went with Javante Williams. I'm like you. I think Javante, because he's younger, he might have a little bit more in him. I do think I think it might edge from a 50-50 split to a 60-40 split in Javante Williams' favor, so that's why I have him there. My wide receivers should be pretty obvious. Um, Devontae Adams and Mike Williams. My tight end, I went with Travis Kelsey. My flex, I went with Darren Waller. This is another division where you could argue Jerry Judy. You could argue uh, Keenan Allen. You could argue Juju. You could argue Sky Moore. You could Renfro. argue Renfro. Exactly. Like this is, this, is, this is loaded. It was really hard for me, but I did go with Waller. Uh, my kicker, I went with Brandon McManus uh, just for the deep bombs in Denver. You know, the air is a little thinner there. Uh, and my defense, I went with Denver. Um, I think, obviously, we talked about it a million times. With defenses, you have to go with who's going to get turnovers. I went with Denver. But it's like, they're all going to get sacks. You know that. Yep. So it's more about who's going to get more picks, I think. And that's why I went with Denver. But I, you can make a case... You could you could pick any of these defenses, I feel like, and you'd be just fine. I agree with everything you just said, except for the very last thing. I don't think you could argue for Kansas City's defense. I think they are the worst of defense in the division. I see. I think the Raiders have the worst defense in the division. Not even close. But I think if I were to go with another defense, I think it would probably be the Chargers at this point. Just because they have oh, yeah. J.C. Yeah. Jackson and Khalil Mack now there. All right, so... Um, Either way, that team you just put together will win you a championship. Yeah, yeah. Um, for my top four quarterbacks, this it was actually hard, and I almost it was very hard. I almost didn't go Mahomes first, but I went Mahomes first, Herbert second, Wilson third, Derek Carr fourth. And what's crazy about that? Herbert over Wilson, huh? Yeah, I didn't feel great about it. Yeah, but. I, that's the thing. Like this was a complete toss-up. Derek Carr, being the fourth quarterback, was a top ten quarterback in the league last year. Yeah, yeah. And the only one that wasn't a top ten quarterback last year was Wilson because of injury. So, I mean, it's going to be a wild division. And honestly, the reason why I don't like Mahomes is because he's got the least to throw to. So, and and. Even talking myself through it right now, I almost want to drop him. But I was we'll going to we'll say, it. let's just <laughs> we'll leave it. I, you could argue that, but all right, go on. Running wide, backs, uh, wide receivers. Okay, Devontae Adams. Yep. Mike Williams. Yep. Keenan Allen. Okay. Jerry Judy. And then my honorable mentions are going to be Renfro, Cortland Sutton, Juju Smith-Schuster. That's fair. That's um, fair. But it's. I just want to highlight that Juju's not in my top four, and I would put either Renfro or Sutton probably four before I would put Juju four. Okay. Um, Running backs? Austin Eckler, Javante Williams. I just switched this, but I put Josh Jacobs, then Melvin Gordon. Mm. Um, and then... Clyde Edwards Hilaire, although I think by the end of the year, Rojo is going to be the better option. He, he might be. He might R- be. Ronald, R- Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones. Yep. Um, tight end, I've got 
Travis Kelsey, then Darren Waller. I was wondering how you would put those. But I I totally get if you went the other way. Yep. Um then Gerald Everett. No offense. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, do you want me to say his name again? No, 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 no. Um, you don't have to. <laughs> Albert O for the, yeah. for the Broncos, number four. Yep. Take, uh, uh, defense? I went Chargers, then Denver. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Then Vegas. Yep. Then Kansas City. Okay. All right. I mean, like, like I know we've said it a million times, it feels like at this point, Charlie, but this division is fantasy gold. I don't think you can. I don't think you can make a wrong pick as far as this division goes. Right, um, Charlie. Although that, I do, I do think the Chiefs' defense would be the wrong pick. Just saying enough. that, Charlie. That um, that wraps it up. I think it's time for you know what, the best segment in podcasting. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready, Charlie. What's jabbing your ass? Bryce, what's giving you the red ass this week? Charlie, what's giving me the red ass this week is Craigslist. <laughs> tried to sell my grill. Oh, I was about to say, uh, you should have found someone else then. No, tried to sell my grill, and turns out it was a huge scam. Um, I, I kind of like I, I kind of got a gist, um, but yeah, it, it was definitely a scam. Definitely a scam. Try they ended up, like, they ended up FedExing me a fake check today. For like twelve hundred dollars, I was only asking for like three hundred fifty bucks. But so I was like, at what point did you realize that when it was I, when they FedExed when they said they were gonna FedEx me something, I knew right away that it was a fake. Okay. So I was waiting to see, and then when I saw that the check was twelve hundred dollars, I'm like, okay, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew right away it was sketchy because they were like when I the person emailed me, they emailed me from a certain email. And then they emailed me back from a different email, which I was like, okay, I could understand because Craigslist is weird. So I would understand using a ghost email. Right. But that, I was like, okay, that was a little weird. And then after I got it today, I'm like, yeah, okay. All right. You should have been like, hey, you still have to pick it up. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know. I should have. So if you're looking for a smoker slash grill, I got one for you. Um, but yeah, Charlie, Craigslist, chap my ass. Yeah, use Facebook Marketplace. Get with the times. I am. I am. I put okay. it up there today. Okay. Um, good. Well, chap my ass is uh, today at work. I just had to. I was told to do certain things, and I did those things. And a lot of times, it took significant amount of work, calculating, figuring it out, doing it right. And then they'd be like, "Oh, you know what? Actually, we forgot about this. So you got to. We got to do it a different way." I'd have to take it all down. I almost spent the entire day getting pretty much nothing done because ah. I had to t- put things up and then take it back down. Ah, that's really frustrating. It And, it, you know, work is frustrating right now because of how hot it is already. You know, I try to keep a good mood. I've got uh, some music playing that I – well, actually, I'll let the other guys DJ, but it's my speaker. Yeah. And, you know, try to keep it a good mood. And every time they're like, ah, you gotta take it out. Ah, you gotta take it. Like my head hangs a little lower, a little lower. Yeah. And like the two best parts of my day today were lunch, preparing for the podcast. And then, well, actually it's two of three. And then coming here for the podcast. Yeah. Third best day would be getting home. home. And yeah. 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 I get it. So if it makes you feel any better, I went and Kelly and I did taco Tuesday today. Went to the that, store. How does that make me feel no, better? No, I'm no, getting to it. I'm okay. getting to it. Okay, okay. Getting to it. 
Went to the store to go buy ground beef. Got ground beef. I leave the store. I got I got a bunch of stuff. Right before I was leaving, I'm like, oh crap, I need these other things. So I ran down the aisle, left my stuff at self-checkout. I came back. I put my I had my stuff in a bag and I walked right out the door. I got all the way home. I pull out everything out of my bag. I'm like, where's the ground beef? And I'm like, shit. I realized right then I had put the ground beef in one of the Food Lion plastic bags and not my reusable grocery bag ah. because the beef was leaking. And so I got home, went back to the store. Thankfully, the guy was super cool. He grabbed it. He saw me right away, gave it to me. But yeah, going back and forth, like I very much was like, I got home. I'm like, all right, let's start making tacos. Got everything out. Started putting everything together. I'm like, ah, I don't have the ground beef. Ran back. Had to come back. Pain in the ass. So. Not saying that my somehow that still doesn't make better. <laughs> I feel it. I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But I'm getting a 90 minute deep tissue massage this week, so life is gonna be good, baby. Also, doesn't make me feel better. Yeah, I'm um, excited. I feel like I forgot a piece of news. Jimmy G's in talks with the uh, Giants. Did we talk about that? We did not. Okay. Uh, so that's happening, and Daniel Jones apparently is really doing terribly in camp. They've got to give consideration to Tyrod Taylor, which is why Jimmy G's in talks with them. But that's how I'm going to leave y'all. Um, Love you guys. We'll be back maybe next week. We might take a week off. We'll see. We're getting very close to football. Obviously, once football starts getting going, we'll be all in. Uh, we're going to try and uh, get back on social media. And, yeah, start practicing your unsolicited advice intros. That's right. Like, rate, subscribe. Thank you all so much for listening. Peace out.